Welcome to Crawl Space. I'm Tim here today with Lance in the Crawl Space Studios in Wormtown. Lance, how are you today? Tim, I couldn't be better. How are you? I'm doing well, Lance. And this episode here is the sixth one in our series on the unsolved murder of Sheila Shepard from 1980 in Saratoga Springs, New York. I hope you've been along for the ride for the rest of these episodes. And if not, you may want to give them a listen. But this episode, Lance, is a really poignant one. We go to Sheila's grave with Sheila's aunt, Terry. That's correct, Tim. As you said earlier, if you haven't listened to the episodes prior to this one, go back and listen. Uh, All of this uh, footage and everything that you're hearing, for the most part, comes from our trip to Saratoga, where the investigators were so gracious to invite us there. And they introduced us to Terry uh, beforehand, and we scheduled a meeting with her. And you you heard uh, us at the restaurant speaking with her, with the investigators. And really, like you said, it's... um, it's really poignant and it's really bittersweet and it's very heart wrenching to see the pain that Terry is still going through. And she wears the pain of her entire family, especially when we're at the graveyard. Um, I know the video footage, I know it doesn't uh, translate well to a podcast, but when you watch her, she's just so uh, like within herself. Like she's so reflective when she's at the grave and it's uh, it's really telling. And there's a lot of things that she says here that are very telling. That's right. And the pace is really kind of slow. It really almost kind of has like a, like a funeral or a wake pace. You know, I don't know if you've ever yeah. if you've ever been in a graveyard, you kind of know how people talk a little slower. The pace, uh, the, the time in between sentences is a little longer. Um, so that's kind of the, the vibe here in the, in the first part of this episode. And we talk a lot about Sheila's brother, Jimmy. Sheila's brother, Jimmy, was incarcerated at the time of her murder. Um, and actually, he died himself just a couple of years ago on Father's Day. I'm not sure if it was 2017 or 2018. Yeah, he lived uh, a really tragic life, not to mention, you know, having the murder of his sister be on his uh, conscience the whole time. Uh, he died in the motorcycle accident. He, he by all accounts, was, was a, a good human being, but trouble seemed to find him. And, and he was incarcerated during her murder, but the irony is that she would leave her window open in case he needed to access her apartment. Right. And that's how we're assuming the killer uh, entered her apartment. Maybe he did or didn't, but that, that is how her uncle entered the apartment when he found the body. That's correct. And, yeah, Terry talks about how Jimmy was affected by Sheila's murder and uh, really took it hard. And I think, it you know, Sheila was murdered, obviously, but that murder... Um, you know, it took a lot out of the rest of the family, too. I guess you have to put into perspective their surroundings as well. There hadn't been anything like that in Saratoga Springs in a long time. Sheila stood out. At that point, all of the news was on them. Uh, you know, the family was under a microscope at that at that time. And with Jimmy's particular state of mind that we were told, uh, that didn't help his, you know, his propensity to, to get into trouble and to... Uh, be a bit reckless. Also in this episode, Terry speaks a little bit about family history, some more stuff about uh, potentially moving Sheila's grave at one point, exhuming her to move her. Um, So there's a little bit of that stuff. But Terry also mentions that flowers had been stolen from Sheila's grave um, two or three times, she says. And, uh, And it's actually investigator Chris Callahan who says that that's 
pretty suspicious. And we all kind of agree and talk a little bit about it, but we kind of break it down in the next part of this episode where we're talking in the car. Which is really cool to hear because you're you're hearing us talk about it, Tim and I, but we're also including the little crew that we brought along, the, the camera crew and the audio uh, guy and uh, and everyone is giving really good uh, feedback and very good opinions on what they think might have been the motivation be- behind a lot of things, including the uh, the plant stealing. The plant stealing, I think, is strange uh, immediately uh, off the bat because of the placement of the grave and right. the amount of times the plants were stolen and no headstone. How would they know where her grave is? Exactly, and we even asked the question. Were there other flowers in the area? Maybe a groundskeeper came and, and cleared off the flowers. And Terry doesn't even, like, hesitate. She's like, no, there was there, there, there. And it was it, it, in her head, someone has targeted or had targeted that grave to steal the flowers. And that is something that happened. So we just have to say, okay, was it some kid playing a prank or is this, like, a message? All right, so let's play the first part of this episode. This is us at Sheila Shepard's gravesite in Saratoga Springs, New York, with Terry, with our crew, and with investigators Callahan and Wilson of the Saratoga Springs Police Department. If you have any information on the unsolved murder of Sheila Shepard, please call 518-584-8477. I'm sure this losing sister didn't help. It didn't help at all. Not at all especially when he thought he could save her. If I hadn't been in jail, I... Yeah, guilt's a terrible thing. Yep. (laughs) Then he was in again, he said to his mother, Mom, I didn't steal anything. I was only driving the car. (laughs) Fortunately. So my parents had bought this then, but, you know, stone or anything wasn't there. That's your parents? No, that's my Uncle Art. My parents are here. Oh. Sheila's here. My mom wanted to be here. And my dad was convinced he screwed himself out of a plot. (laughs) (laughs) We had to draw him pictures and everything. How often do you come here? I planted the flowers. I in the beginning, you come a lot. Yeah. But you always make sure there's flowers. That precious, precious, do you know that poem about that they're walking on the beach and you see Christ's footprints? Uh-huh. and Yeah. That's where that came from, my precious, precious child. It was then that I carried you. Marsha's not... Not over here. Marsh is not here because this is he. She's over in um, Greenwich, Greenwich. What is it? And Jimmy's over there. He was going to exhume her and have her over there, but you don't want to desecrate. She suffered enough. So he was going to exhume Sheila. He was going to. Yeah. There's a lot of legalities to it. Yeah. And. Uh, Marcia said, what do you think of that? And I said, I think it's desecration. That's what I think. So I'm going to be next to her. (laughs) 
How often have you guys been here? Oh uh, yeah, we were here last two weeks ago. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure that we knew where, you know, where in the, uh, was. in the cemetery. Back by the dumpster. I'm guessing, I mean, I don't know how far over this cemetery went then, but it's, it didn't go that far. It just keeps adding, you know, more and more sections going over. If you go up in the, the front, there's like the 1800, you know, headstones. Mm-hmm. Well, they did. Older over at Green Ridge. They used to not do cremains, mm-hmm. but because it's so crowded. I don't know, we weren't thinking at the time maybe they should do their own stone. You know, my parents had this, and nobody was thinking straight. Yeah. Now, shouldn't have had hours. We weren't, we weren't in our right minds. I did come over and make snow angels that winter. <laughs> What was the winter like? It wasn't too bad if I could get in here. Last year he couldn't gotten in here. Yeah. They don't let you, you can't put anything artificial out here either. You're not supposed to. Like for plants and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Over at the other one you can, liquor bottles and. Right, right. <laughs> Green Ridge. Yeah. Anything goes. Had it snowed that year before uh, November? Was there snow on the ground then? No. I was just thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Looks like in the, in the news report, the one where they, they show from the day of, it looks like it's, it's raining. I it's think. raining, but there wasn't snow. Jim Sr., I assume that he must have a family plot over there. He does. Van Ness. There's a lot of Van Nesses over there, but Marcia saw the stone. She was still alive. She goes, this is kind of weird. My name's on that stone. Yeah, it's got to be eerie. And Jimmy's in there. And um, Jill is here. Somebody kept stealing the flowers when we first... Really? Yeah. Was that a common thing out here? People stealing flowers from graves? I don't think so. But they stole them two or three times. Kind of, it's odd. Yeah, it's not nice. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if that's, you know, obviously related to somebody that... Yeah. You know, responsible for it. And why are you coming back multiple times? Why are you coming back to take Sheila's flowers? Was all this here? Yeah. They're old. Yeah. Jim cleaned this stone, though. Looks good. Yeah. Was this road here? Yes. So people could just drive in and drive down and just mm-hmm. grab the flowers right mm-hmm. there and yeah. drive off? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, there's no gates or anything. It's just open to the, open to the public. And they passed by every other grave that would have flowers on it, and they took this. Yeah, they took those. The uh, high school's across the street here, mm-hmm. so it's not uncommon. Was for it in 1980? 1980 was. Was yeah. it? Did that where you go? I went you there. Went? Yeah. So it wouldn't be uncommon for high school students to come over here, especially 
Yeah. Skipping school. Was was Sheila's murder like a particular like um like folklore or something at the time? Like go steal probably. the flowers off of the haunted yeah. grave or something? But how would they even know? I don't know. Yeah. Armstrong. Well I would unless they were at the funeral. Yeah. It'd be less strange. Right. That's a good point. It would be less strange if this grave was up there. Up there. Right. Or if the headstone said Shepherd. Yeah. You know, not yeah. her, her mother's maiden name. You Unless know, there was the a there's there was a theory that the killer could be here. Yeah. But how would you pick him out, or her, or him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were there a lot of people at the funeral here? Yeah. She had a lot of friends in town, too. Probably mostly looky loos. Was it Saratogans just being like supportive? I said, we weren't thinking right. Yeah. At the time. But it was, I mean, it was a huge story, I would imagine, at the yeah. at the time. Still, you know, pretty big story now. When, now. When they've re-aired, you know, things about it. Was there press here at the funeral or anywhere? I don't think so. That's particularly odd. Yes. How long did that go on for? Uh, they probably stole them. The first year, two or three times. And how often did you come to put flowers or check it out? Probably every other day. Really? You know, in the beginning, you're like in such shock that yeah. you, you come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still see the and bringing her body out in her bag of clothes. The... And the, yeah, the new story from, from yeah. 1980. And Coley, everybody was so young. Yeah, obviously you can, you can tell that it's a, it's a big deal, big story, because we don't get the... You don't get that. You know, the chief of police doesn't come to, to any unintended deaths that we get, or any crime scenes, really, that we get. But... Uh, and chief was there. The was he chief then? He's assistant chief. Yeah. How often did um, her her mom come here? Did you usually come together? No, different times. Yeah. We came at midnight once, like I said, threw some flowers out the window because we got scared. <laughs> Why did you get scared? Because cemetery. It's midnight. Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is, I mean, when you come in here and do, like, checks on, like, midnight it's shifts. Dark. It's dark. It is yeah. completely pitch black back here and just dead. Or like, what are we doing? And I said, do you get me into more yeah. stuff? This is all farmland. Yeah. yeah it's, it's an eerie, eerily yeah. quiet and dark. Yeah. Really quiet. cemetery. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy came here a lot. Her, her brother came here a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not too long ago, I was working in... My sister called me and said, would you go get Jimmy? She's in Florida. I said, well, where is he? Was it the cemetery? Hmm. Well, that was just four or five years ago. When was his accident? Last Two Father's Day. Mm-hmm. A year. Oh, so recent. A year and a half. Yeah. How old was he? 50, 55. Wow. He would have turned 55 July 21st. And he, he took it personally? 
Oh, yeah. He could have saved her. Yeah. You know, the window was open for him. How many people knew about that, the window being open? I don't know. I guess quite a few. Yeah, we don't, we don't speculate, too. Yeah. But he wasn't around. Mm. He came. He came to the wake. They gave him a choice, one or the other. Mm. So he chose the wake. Was the lock broken on the window or anything like that, or was it just unlocked? It was just, just unlocked. unlocked. But Bill Ford was there. My sister said he can only come to one thing, and they got him back to the to Boston Spa, and the guy said, you're going to turn around and take him back tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's nice, at least. Yes. Jimmy ever say what he thought happened? No. But he was looking into it on his own? I don't know. He was, he was always messed up, kid. After that, he was, he was young. I always kind of waited for that call. Oh, about Jim, you mean? Yeah, and the motorcycle and... Okay, and so you can hear our curiosity about the flowers in that part. And uh, now we, we really kind of break it down, and, and I, I guess it, a good way to put it is, is it all kind of dawns on us at once that maybe the killer was at the funeral, was stealing the flowers, had the pictures, has the pictures currently, but maybe even potentially had Sheila's keys at one point. Does anybody um, think that there's anything to the flowers being stolen? Oh, I didn't hear that part. I don't think so. I couldn't hear anything. It's not the most uncommon thing. It is not the most uncommon thing. Because I've heard it at, um, like, even, like, a, my grandfather's, you know, grave. Like, that. that's happened. But this one does sound a little more suspicious to me than others because... No one would know where the grave is. So it's either random, which we pointed out at the gravesite. It kind of yeah. couldn't be because it's way, way in the back. You're talking it's about the last row. hundreds of yards yeah. and kind of like, uh, probably bad pun, but buried back there. Um, that was a good pun. With, um, without an actual headstone that says Sheila Shepard. Right. You, yeah. There's one in the ground that you would see if you happen to know the area maybe. But honestly, that tells me if, if we think if we think maybe the person who killed her took the flowers, yeah. then they were definitely at the funeral. Yeah. 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 I, would, I would lean towards that. The other alternative is that it's like a, a prank that kids do because, you know, it's the teenager, the, you know, the, the, the girl who was murdered, you know, taking the flowers from the grave. But, I mean, I think that that's kind of... I don't know, like, if I would do that as a kid. No. I mean, you know, to, to seek but out that grave? Would. Some kids do that stuff, but... The same kids but who repeatedly? Dare, same kids yeah. who dare each other to, you know, go into the, the creepy abandoned building and stuff like that mm. as a sort of a dare, but... I don't know, but again... But the same grave. It seems more suspicious to me than, than just a random thing. Yeah. 
I'll send uh, her an email about the question that you... Um, what was the question? Whether or not her daughter has... Whether or not um, Terry had asked or looked for those pictures that are missing, uh, asked her daughter if she had them. The missing pictures from the trunk. Whether yeah. It, it seemed that, um, that Terry said her sister uh, heard, which would be Sheila's mom, yeah. uh, said that she was looking at the pictures after Wednesday and before Saturday in her apartment. That was we, we, Sheila was looking at the pictures. Yeah, so Sheila did bring the trunk in and had yeah. the pictures in her apartment. Yeah. After they were dropped off in the common hallway. Yeah. And uh, Damon's question to um, Terry, which we didn't get a chance to ask, was if um, Terry knew, if Terry had uh, asked her, Sheila's daughter if she had the pictures. Oh. If someone had given her the pictures. And she wouldn't know if those were those pictures, but they're missing, but they might be mixed up with other pictures, right? Because she's in them, right? Yeah. They're in an envelope. It's weird. It's personal. Yeah, it is personal. It does sound like, you know, when you factor all this together, it does sound like, to me, that the killer went back into the apartment. Yeah. That the killer took the photos and that the killer was stalking her grave afterwards. Yeah. And stealing photos. It really does sound like that to me. And it sounds like someone who knew her. Yeah. Because if they go back to the apartment and if they go back to the grave a couple of times, they are... If anyone sees them at the grave or in her apartment, they could say, I was just visiting her grave. You know? You know what I mean? Like, if it's someone that knew her and, you know, it's not somebody, you know, not some, like... Did her, did her ex-husband have any family members? That's what I'm trying sisters to... I don't know. That could have done this for him or was angry at her for leaving him or... Like an know. army buddy or something? No, but a family uh, member, you know? That was not happy with her. That's kind of the yeah. marriage. Or they were ha- weren't happy, but you know, if you had a brother or a friend, that's kind of what I was getting at. What they were looking for. Right? Yeah, they wanted the, wanted the picture, and maybe he was even knew about the window being opened and was in the apartment when she arrived home. So the the friends from the school yeah. knew the two women from the school knew that the window had been left open occasionally. The brother was incarcerated at the time. Obviously, wasn't him. She didn't leave the, the window open for him in that moment, at that that night at least. But yeah. if two people from school knew that, how many other people from school knew that? This is if the person was in there when she came home. No, I'm saying that. I mean, anyone who knew that her window was unlocked could have gone in there after she was home. Could have gone up the fire escape and not come home with her. Seems it sounds like she was walking home alone. She was either followed or someone knew she was in there I mean, you know, and walked up the fire escape, possibly. But the neighbors also heard a thump, which could have been someone coming in from the windowsill, you know. Yeah. It seems like there's a, like a the, ledge. Like the ashtray hit in the ground. Could be. And also the cigarettes, so you have to find out if those aren't cigarettes that she smoked. Who's yeah, I thought that was interesting. Which the DNA mm-hmm. might be able to tell the testing they're doing now. Yeah. Because that'll be a big thing. Just the brazenness of going back into the yeah. apartment. The whole thing's brazen. The itch to have a trophy or whatever is probably strong. But that, it's there's so many things. I mean, yeah. I think to get the, that picture, it's a personal, it's not a random picture. It's personal. It's not a piece of her jewelry. You know, it's something. Why would you something go in the known, trunk? Yeah. Well, we don't know. Was it in the trunk or was it displayed in her apartment? Well, if she was looking at him, she probably took them out of 
out of the trunk and maybe they were on the table or something. Yeah, but it's just it's random. Why would you take a family picture? You know? I don't know. I guess it's more personal than a photograph from the newspaper exactly. of your victim, you know? It's probably more satisfying to the killer. And also the keys found across the street. That's yeah. very strange. Ugh, like they wanted them to be found. Or they were done with what they wanted to do. <laughs> why not throw them down a drain or something? Or if they wanted them to be found, why not just leave them next to, the, like, in the block? Or is that, like, too obvious? Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So they, they kept them, if, assuming the killer went back and used the keys and then dropped them off. You know, they needed them for some purpose. Yeah. And then didn't want to be completely conspicuous, but didn't want to keep them either. Because maybe because they they traded it in for a different trophy. Yeah. And they leave the apartment and they just throw them across the street. Yeah. And duck, like, down so that they're not on the main street. They go to the alley. And the crazy thing about that scenario, Tim, with the keys is that it makes sense in your head that the killer would be alone with her in her apartment. And the most accessible way to leave the apartment is to take her keys, exit the front door, and then lock it so that the the apartment's locked. Now, you know, it's locked. No one's going to walk in there without having a key. And with the the location of them being found, he you can imagine he walks out the door and either he crosses the street or he tosses them across the street because where they're found or allegedly found is pretty much right across the street. We were standing there when we were right. shooting uh, the the footage for this, and it's the, the these keys are found months later after after the snow melts. So there was no there was a bit of snow on the ground uh, in late November. So they weren't there when Sheila was murdered. It wasn't like the killer walked out the, the front door with the keys and left them there then. But it is interesting to think of, and we don't know it's true, but I think what it sounds like, I think we think there's a possibility that the killer went back into her apartment because he still he or she still had Sheila's keys and uh, took those pictures. Yeah. And then dropped the keys later, yeah. That scenario, if he had just ditched the keys immediately after committing the murder, we know from the investigators that, uh, including the investigators at the time, that the entire area was searched pretty intensively. And you'd think that they would find keys, if they found keys directly across the street of a, of a, a crime scene with a murder victim inside, they would pick up those keys and go test them, but nobody found those until later. So that makes you think maybe the killer went back later if he didn't access the apartment to take the pictures. Maybe he's been doing this numerous times. Maybe he accessed the apartment to take pictures. Maybe he accessed it numerous times that no one noticed. And then one one day he just dropped the keys there. Maybe as a maybe as like a sort of calling card or maybe as a message. But if you're really sending a message, why wouldn't you leave the keys in the doorknob? That would be a real message. So sure. just, just like everything else in this case, it's just so head-scratching. Yeah, and I don't want to speculate too wildly on it because we don't know, obviously, but it really is interesting. And uh, again, in this scene, it you can kind of see it in our faces, too. It kind of starts dawning on us what, uh, what we could be dealing with. And so let's throw it back to the car. Damon, our sound guy, asks if there was a guest book at the funeral. I wonder if there was a guest book at the funeral. Fuck. <laughs> Sometimes people, you know, if there was, if the killer was there, maybe sign the book. I don't know. It's also weird that the, that the husband was really 
nervous and sweating there, you know. And I mean, that's, well, we have to remember to ask I mean, Tom uh, about his reaction too, because Tom, uh, Chris said that Tom, when he told him, uh, her husband never asked how she died. Yeah, like he already knew. Yeah, and is anyone else getting the? Did anyone else get the impression that uh, Terry was suggesting that? Her husband might have been responsible for this earlier on, like on, on like, like earlier than what they said. It's uh, not. She, it's just not possible, though. Well, I mean, not like so after sat like in between Saturday afternoon and and then the sightings of her weren't um, accurate. But they have that receipt from Saturday. But yeah, so that was the last sighting, right? So yeah, I think. Um, so what? She because was, his alibi is for I, I Saturday and Sunday, right? I do know what you were saying. She so like, was she was trying to say that maybe they mixed up Friday and Saturday, but based on that receipt, they didn't. Sheila was alive on Saturday afternoon. So the husband, so could, the alibi is strong. Un, un, unless, sorry, I didn't interrupt. Oh, yeah. un, unless she um, purchases that stuff and goes back to her apartment, he's there. He kills her Saturday afternoon. The um, the bartenders and all of those guys just misremember. Yeah, but it's just tough. Yeah, it's hard to make it back. But the condition, like the husband sweating and stuff at the funeral, he's that much of an alcoholic, so he didn't have a drink for a day. So oh, like, absolutely. He be acting nervous and weird. Yeah, sweating anyway. Yeah. I mean, you probably know you're the number one suspect at that point anyway. <laughs> Even if you've done nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. How would you not act weird? Yeah. You're gonna act weird no matter what. And he probably was like, I'm going to go get flowers. And it's like, I got to get the f*** out of here. Went to get a drink and was like, everyone, I can't get back. Everyone thinks back, I'm though. guilty. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Probably just went to the bar and didn't come back. Yeah. The longer he stayed at the bar, the more he was like, it's, I'm definitely not going definitely back. Definitely not going yeah. back. Yeah. And, uh, like, that's not too unusual for him to say, I didn't expect it to be like this or whatever he said. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty honest statement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, given, like, the circumstances. like. Yeah, I don't think that's... That's super suspicious, to be honest. They had such a party background and stuff too. He probably wouldn't. He probably would have expected a call like she wrapped herself around a pole. Or, yeah. You know, well, what does he mean? I mean, we, you know, yeah, we, we really don't know what he meant by the statement. No. Yeah. I mean, everyone who sees a dead body in a, in a like a wake or something is like, well, that's not the person I remember. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Do you think there's any significance of where she was stabbed? Oh, know, like interesting. Child, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, some sort of significance like that. I mean, she said they were having issues, but we know exactly what those issues were. I think I think once you're talking about that, like the intent behind it, yeah. would suggest that there's a lot of rage there, and but this is such clean. So, Lance, I don't think I really got what you meant in that clip until uh, I listened back. But I think what you're saying is perhaps Sheila went to the store, that which would prove that receipt accurate as being the last time anyone saw Sheila, and that's documented evidence. But then someone could have been waiting in her apartment, potentially using that window. Who knows? Uh, maybe that's Shep. Maybe that's someone else. I don't know. Um, I, I do think it's probably more likely it's Saturday night because I think the detail about the radio was heard Saturday night. But I do think you 
could be onto something with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say anything that comes out of my mouth is uh, is a hundred percent accurate. Uh, it's like fragments of thoughts that just sort of uh, you know I try to put together into cohesive sentences. <laughs> uh, so it's just it's just possibilities. It's just scenarios, and I guess like putting stuff out there just so it can be out there. It can go into somebody else's brain and it might rattle something loose in someone else's brain. Yeah, and I don't think it's impossible to think um, that some of those eyewitness sightings were incorrect about Sheila on Saturday night. Though I do think that Saturday Night Live was mentioned at one point where a witness uh, claims they saw Sheila walk by the bar as Saturday Night was playing. So if that one is true, then um, then it means Sheila was killed on, on that Saturday night. And again, we're talking so long ago people are in a bar and they're drinking and someone starts asking you, you know, weeks later or something, if you saw this murder victim and your two thoughts in your head are, yeah, I saw her at the bar. And then they say, what night was it? And you say it was Saturday night. I know that because I was watching Saturday night live on at the bar. That might be conflated even by uh, the person doing the interview. I think there was another uh, sighting, too, though. Um, now, I'm also not sure if it's true, but I think there was a different show that was on around that time, and that, that person claimed to uh, had seen Sheila walk by as well. So I, I would lean towards Sheila having been killed on that Saturday night for sure. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I lean towards that as well. And it probably is the case because Saturday Night Live starts at, I think, like 11 or 11.30. 11.30, yeah. Yeah, 11.30, so... It is uh, reasonable to believe that she was at the bar Saturday Night Live started and maybe people saw her exiting the bar at like midnight or something. I do think it's interesting, Lance, where when you consider Sheila's ex-husband as the killer uh, and you say it here that there isn't any anger that's uh, that's basically displayed in the crime scene. So I think you can easily see why why some people imagine that it, that it isn't um, Sheila's ex-husband. I know, and I don't know uh, if I said that the right way. I mean, there's when you look at the crime scene, there's obviously intent to 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 restrain at the very least and deceive. Yeah, and well, after the fact, it, and the intent to deceive, maybe the intent to deceive um, with the with the knife wound in the abdomen. That's what you're that's what you're talking about, right? To deceive. Yeah, and and even the ligatures. We're not sure if that was that happened um, post mortem. And we do know that. When somebody murders somebody who they know and who they love or respect or hold in high regard, they tend to cover their face or they cover their eyes at least. And she was covered fully and she was uncovered uh, after the uncle uh, crawled over her when he came in the window. So he had to pull the sheet back and her eyes were were still open because Terry had commented that this is what uh, her husband said, that she he couldn't get her eyes out of out of his head yeah. um, or out of his thoughts. And, um, you know, we just we know, like, you're covering some somebody up. This is, again, why it's so perplex- perplexing. Somebody wanted this body to be found with the knife in the stomach to make it look like or confuse uh, the cause of death. But then they cover up the, the, the whole body. Yeah, it, it's definitely perplexing. We need someone like John Douglas to uh, to give us a profile of the killer, don't we, Lance? Oh, well, is that a teaser? It sure is. Well, we will be back with more from this series soon. Thank you very much for listening. 